Welcome back to Off the Back Fence, the sports podcast by 230-somethings that love yarning about sport. As always, I'm your host, Was. Alongside me is my co-host, Coomsey. Coomsey, mate, bit of a rough weekend from all accounts. Yeah, a um, lot of bit of work on a Sunday, Arvo, a bit of work at home, working from home on sa- Sunday, and then, yeah, just a minor dental thing, but that's all good. But it's good to see footies back. Mate, it was a massive weekend. I would, I'm glad to say I watched seven out of the eight. I couldn't watch the Knights Bulldogs games due to transit on the way to Suncorp on Friday night. However, footy oh, is back. Game. Footy was back. We've got a lot to talk about because the first round to me was a bit up and down in certain areas, but let's quickly wrap around the ground. So we had on Thursday evening, you made your way to Amy Park. How yes, was I did. It? How was it being back in live sport? Um, $11 for a, um, a Great Northern is fucking rip-off. <laughs> this week, um, not even the heavy. It was um, the Su- mid. Super crisp, yeah. Yeah, so two two beers and two hot dogs cost me $30. That's usually four beers at Suncorp Stadium. Well, I, I can guarantee you that I had I was I drank four golds on uh, Friday evening and they were eight bucks a pop, so a little so bit cheaper. Cheaper, yeah. a little bit cheaper. Um, but- so, but yeah, the game was really good. Um, the Storm haven't looked like they hadn't missed a beat since um, the grand final. You could probably see after the fiftieth minute how much they were missing the leadership of Cameron Smith and the um, directory around the field. Yeah, um, but- and then South. Like, they started off rusty like every team does in round one, but you could see what happened when they started clicking. That te- that team's going to be trouble when they start hitting their straps. Yeah, definitely. Well, that was the thing. You say rusty, but the Storm, they they raced out to a very early lead. <laughs> that was awesome. Uh, we'll keep that in. Um, so, the Storm, yeah, they ran out to a very, very quick lead, and that was some slick football too. Um, oh, yeah. yeah, so the Storm ended up winning 26 to 18. Like you mentioned, the, the Rabbitohs did come back uh, quite quite well during that second half. Like there was tries, two tries to Adam Reddle. Oh, actually, there was tries to Alex Johnson and Latrell Mitchell in the second half. But that first opening stand, you had Munster at the second minute, Olam at the ninth, Pappenhausen at 16th. Like that, that was early doors essentially. And they're thinking, holy shit, could the storm put 50 on the on the rabbitos but not the case at halftime was 22 to 6 i do have a take is adam reynolds playing for his number 7 jersey though nah nah uh, even with just... even with benjamin quinton marshall in the side no nah, i think bungie i think bungie will be playing um as the lock reserve lock or um doing the old queensland tactic of picking the third ball player so when you play, uh, have four ball ball, uh, ball players on the field when the forwards start tiring. Yeah, well, he did when he did come on the field. They were they ended up beating the Storm like convincingly on points. I think the Storm only scored the extra four points in the second half. I think Latrell Mitchell's in for a big year. It like he he looked good, didn't he? Yeah, he looked good. Apart from the idiot fans, but we'll talk about that later. Yeah, um, yeah, he's he's looking good. Yeah. So should we move to the second, first game for Friday? We will, mate. And I will apologise. I didn't get a chance to see much except for the I highlights after the... Oh, you, you saw this? Yeah, I saw this. Perfect. No, so the Knights ended up running away with it 32-16. to 16. At one point, though, the Knights were up quite handsomely and the Dogs came back. Isn't that right? Yeah, so the Dogs came back. They were leading 10-8 to eight at one point. But um, I don't know... 
I'm going to come out and say it that Mitchell Pearce thrives off controversy, you could say. Maybe. Always comes back. Had a great game. The big doubt for them is Kurt Mann going out with that hopefully just at MCL. I haven't heard of any more from that. No, I think but, that was that's about it so far. Yeah, but oh, it's just Daniel Saifidi, he's going to be a handful for any um, defences this year. Bradman Best doing his best. Oh, pardon oh. Pun, um, doing um doing what he's doing well, but he's gone now with an ankle injury again, so he's got glass angles ankles. But there's not all dark signs for the dogs. No, I think they just played a Knights team that, as we said, the Knights can be rocks or diamonds. Yeah, well, in saying that though, the Knights are a very fast team to start a season. Over the last couple of seasons, yeah. they've always bounced out to a quick lead, and especially after the Nathan Brown era finished, they they came out and it was just a fresh breath, like a breath of fresh air. Um, obviously, Mitchell Pierce coming to the side. Clemmer is still a top prop. The fact that Freddie doesn't pick him for Origin is just beyond me. And like you can say whatever you want about his issues, about leadership or whatnot, but that's a bloke that's going to put in every week and do it do well for his side. Like it's just it's just baffling that he's not there. So I feel he has gone up to another level ever since he got representative honors. And he was fantastic. And Mitch Barnett went with the boot. He kicked bloody four four conversions and two penalties. So it was four from five. Yeah. Well, actually, no, it was six from seven. So not a bad little... Not a little... Not, a try. Yeah. Like it, not a bad little point start for him for the um, leading point scorer. Exactly. But not not worrying size for the uh, the dogs anyway. Like, they did pick up a lot of off-season. There's a lot of time yeah. to gel also, so... We'll move on to the game on the primetime slot of Friday evening. The Brisbane Broncos 16, Parramatta Eels 24. I put it on the socials, pain, that's all. It's not the loss that hurts, it's the pain, that it's the hope that'll kill you. Holy oh, shit, though, it was promising. Oh. Yeah, I, it was. I I think I sent you a text message saying, deep breaths, deep breaths. Oh, like, uh, I it, think if we didn't have to lose three injuries, we were going to win. Yes, like like I said off mic, I think it, we we went downhill after the second coach try where he did his neck essentially. Yeah. First try of Coates, that was fine, but it was Lodge that pulled up stiff with his hamstring. He may be gone for a couple of weeks. Then you've got Coates who went out with the burner to his neck. Thank God both of them. But he came out of that with decent scans. He's he's actually looking to be lining up this week, which is an amazing turnaround considering his neck was at a right angle. And he was sliding on his neck for five meters. Yeah, that wasn't pretty. And then the last injury, like major injury, was John Asiata. That that definitely, definitely, like at the stadium, it was very somber for a very long time because he wasn't like he wasn't moving as much, which is not a good sign. It was similar to George Burgess on uh, Thursday evening for the Rabbitohs. Um, but yeah, the Broncos out to a very hot start. David Mead, surprisingly, very, very good for us in the first game. He was 185 yeah. metres and a try. A couple of line breaks, I think it was. He was very good. And he looked to bend the line. For somebody of his size, he looks to bend the line every time. Yeah. It, he was fantastic. Tessie knew it set up. Sarko had a great game. Yeah. like he, he was solid. One thing that I noticed, and it, we didn't see it any like at all last year, was the boys were... Uh-huh. That, yeah, a bit of heart. That Jermaine Asako covering tackle on Sivo to le- keep them... Would never happen last year. No, definitely not. And like they, he came out of it second best because Sivo is an absolute fucking monster. And then um, oh, just the talking point would be, I think it was Blake Ferguson's strike. If Blake did Ferguson 
if Herbie Farnworth caught that intercept, right, he was gone for all money. Oh, yeah. He was oh, off to the races. Definitely. And I think that was um, the fat lady would have started warming up by then. It definitely. Credit to Parramatta, though, after being down 16-0 at halftime, Brad Arthur obviously gave him a rocket, came out. Still don't rate him. No, I don't rate him either. Like, I, I've, I've put him out of my eight. I still do. Like, they were very lucky yeah. to come back. Like, contentious calls, but, like, that's the game of football. It is what it is. The yeah. last, the last try of the Daniel, uh, the Junior Paulo. Sorry, he like that. That was just pure exhaustion, and you're not going to yeah. stop Junior Paulo from that close to the line. That's what happens when you've got to rotate your forwards through one guy. And like, I think, I think Peter Pangai Junior had a two and a half minute uh, break. Yeah, like at he one was. Point. He was on and off. Like, it, like yeah. Kevy was doing his best. He mentioned that one thing. I was very impressed with is the press conference from Kevy. No, no bullshit. No bullshit stats. Gave it as it is. Yeah. Said, like, has to deal with adversity, and they did. They did their best with one bloke on the bench. They tried to rotate it around as much as they could, but it is what it is. I'll, I'll put, I've got something for the ugly, for the good, bad, and ugly at the very end, but I'll leave it from that game. We'll move to the Super Saturday slot, which. To me, ended up being quite like probably one of the worst Super Saturdays in the like quality of games. So we'll move to the Central Coast Stadium in Gosford, the New Zealand slash Gosford Central Coast Warriors nineteen, Gold Coast Titans six. Same old Titans. Yep, same old Titans. Just five blanks, but there is promising signs. Yeah, I think. Tino really was the standout for the Ford pack. He yeah. tried to make an impact with everything. David Fafita probably looked like he was still playing for the Broncos last year at points. Yeah, well, he appa- apparently after the game, it was revealed that he'd been in the hospital with some sort of an infection for the last two weeks. So he's been in, in and out of hospital for the last two weeks. So Holbrook actually limited his minutes to make sure he wasn't overdone, which yeah. which is smart, which is fantastic. But yeah, like Ash Taylor's 100th game, he was very missing at points. Jamal Fogarty, as good as a running halfback as he was, he didn't get much of a chance because the only forward no, really giving him go forward was, was uh, Fasumi Ali. I really need to work on that pronunciation. I feel really bad for Tino butchering it. There you go. Warriors, though, they came out hot, hot guns too. Brownie getting his first win as the Warriors coach. They weren't bad. Like they were, they put in disrespectful field goal at the end. Like there wasn't really much to it because I think we're going to touch on it in the ugly. But the new rules are definitely slowing the game down, yeah. not making them quicker. But we'll get into that a bit later on. Anything else from this game, mate? It was a very, very slow game for me um, to watch. Not really. Just happy that the uh, Warriors got the W. Really, like as much as I tipped the Titans to win, it's always good to see the Warriors win. Um, Two of us are is still – that team revolves around him, so it'll be interesting to see if they try to phase him – not phase him out of the game, but like how they're going to try to phase someone into the game plan now for the next 25 rounds. It's very hard to try and phase him out, though, because uh, Chanel Tavita Harris, he was fucking shocking. He was really, really bad. A lot of lot of it fell on Cody Nikarima, who had a pretty good game. He scored, ended up scoring a try at the very end to seal it. Like, but the Warriors, though, they've got a very, very sneaky forward pack. It's very good, so we'll see. We then move on to the most, most like, easiest game to tip, punt, all round. The Sydney- same game multi. Oh, that same game multi. Holy Jesus. The Sydney City Roosters, 46. Manly Sea Eagles, 4. Chooks are good, but Manly are very, very bad. Oh, yeah, they're, <laughs> they're not good. It's... 
like Tedesco scored a Hattie. Brent, Brent Morris, Morris scored a, a Hattie. It's it's the same old chooks. Uh, Nathan Crichton got one from a, a multi. Yeah. <laughs> the only thing the chooks did wrong is they don't have a goal kicker. Yeah, that actually James Tedesco That's- having his first and only goal kick was fantastic. Absolute shank. Yeah. I love it. He's human. He's human. Yeah, but like, it's going to be interesting. Like, they're going to have to find a goal kicker. <sighs> yeah, I think I thought Luke Carey could kick. I, I thought, I thought so kick. too, but uh, like they did have a goal kicker coming off the bench who ended up dislocating his wrist, who's now going to be out for six to eight weeks, Adam Kieran. And Jake Friend possibly out for another week with concussion. So he's oh. in the Boyd Corner conversation nearly. Yeah, he's very. That's that's been the big talking point out of that game. Uh, Friend colliding heads with Andrew Davey and just coming off very second best. Um, I think... I think now they're definitely going to have to rotate a few people. Verrills is yeah. still a couple of weeks away. Um, yeah, so they, yeah, so they might have to shuffle that around where Lock Lamb moves into nine or they pull someone from uh, New South Wales I think Cup. I moving Freddie Lussick into nine. Uh, yeah, yeah, that, that's been... They well, actually, New South Wales Cup this week. That's right, he, pulled, he got pulled. So, uh, so yeah, it would be interesting, but I was going to say, Manly, even with Trebojevic coming back, they're not, they're not going to really offer much... You can't or George DeFuller, like this. Like mm. Kieran Four and he nearly I thought at one point I saw him get hit. I was like, Oh god, he's down again. <laughs> Daily Cherry Evans, for everything he does, when your forward pack goes isn't going forward, it's got it a world class halfback looks fucking second rate. Oh and it's been shown, like it was shown in many, many games with the one thing also with the Sea Eagles is they don't have a recognized hooker, and that's frustrating me to the hell. Like oh. Like there Just is a, out. you know who there's That's a bloke. No, there's a bloke in Canberra who was their leading hooker who he's not in the seventeen this week. His manager Tom should Starling. be fucking fired. Tom Starling, Tom yeah. Starling would be in at least five or six squads starting for the NRL. His manager's not doing a goddamn job. Like it's, yeah. it's ridiculous. But yeah, the Seagulls are trash. They were they were hopeless. The Chooks were the Chooks. Like they were always going to put a point spread. Like they covered the over under. They covered the spread. Like they're going to be good this year. There's no other really words you can put towards them. Yeah, like they covered all bases. Just, they're going to do everything. But yeah. um, yeah. Then the Super Saturday finale of the North Queensland Cowboys versus the Penrith Panthers, which ended up becoming a bit of a fizzle. Like the first half, the Cowboys hung with them to go down eight nil, but. After that, it just seemed the class of Jerome Luai and um, Pat Penrith really shone through. Yeah, like I wasn't, I was expecting a bit more out of the Cowboys this game. To be honest, I thought with the in, like with Todd Payton coming Jay into the fold, yeah, like but he's always been rocks and diamonds. Also, like yeah. he's a quality halfback. He's not the halfback, but like Panthers to their credit, they like their defensive defensive line was fantastic. Yeah, I'm, do we see the spine of um, the Cowboys go to? I think it has to be Valentine Holmes. Give him a chance to make it his own, and then you're gonna Scott Drinkwater needs to go into the six. Yeah, you got to put Morgan to seven, Drinkwater to six, Val to the back. I think I think Peyton has enough like rope essentially to mix it up in these first early rounds to try and yeah. figure that out, which is fine. I think he survives the season no matter what. Oh, definitely. Like, that, like his, his press conference was one of the most refreshing ones you've seen in a few seasons. But yeah, people he pulled were, no punches and just said that we weren't good enough. He put a rocket up the boy's ass in round one. 
Good. Like that's not, like you've got twenty five. And he's already to- said he's not paying. He's not playing Jason Tamalolo seventy minutes a game from now on. No. Well, he he described it perfectly. as like they've got this many years left on his contract. His long contract, which he's been worth every cent, essentially. The thing is, though, they're going to figure out a way to have him only on for like fifty five minutes a game, and he be as effective as he was yeah. with seventy. It's just going to take time, and like. That's the relationship they would have had. It wouldn't have been just Todd Payton just saying, "Nah, I'm not going to do it." There would have been there'd be conversations around it, and I think I think Tom Alilo would be happy with that. It just need he needs the team around him to do, pick up a bit. I, I'm the Cohen Hess train's done. Like the hype train's gone. Like yeah. he's not a starting he's not a starting NRL player. He's an, he's an impact player off the bench. That's it's, what his best roles are. That's how he got his origin jersey. Him absolutely yeah. flattening. I think it was Jared Hayne. He absolutely yeah. towed him up. Next week he had an origin jersey. Made no difference because it was his impact off the bench. Like it, it wasn't figured out with Greeny and hopefully Peyton figures it out. He seems like a smart fellow, pretty switched on guy. Yeah, but like Cohen has he's like he let. He fell off he, tackles. Yeah, he's just frustrated. Maybe even a ter- um, some time on reserve grade might help him. Oh, yeah, Don't yeah. let him go beat someone up. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, Panthers, to their credit, fantastic. Like, state of origin hero, Kurt Catewell, scoring the first pie for the Panthers. Yeah. Like, that was Drew good. Under the line, getting a couple of assists. Brian Ogan in try. We also like, got we also got the uh, first full credit to the boys for the year. Uh, Brian To'o in the post game with him and Jerome Luo with a, with a little sneaky... Uh, full credit. boys cut. Yeah. <laughs> full credit to the boys, so that was good. We'll finish off the oh, round, mate. We'll go to the nation's capital, Canberra Raiders 30, West Tigers 12. This this was going to turn out to be a pretty slow game in the first half. However, it picked up in the second. The Raiders were just fantastic and likely so how a lot of people are tipping them to be in the top two, potentially grand final. I still say top five, but um, that's another time. But, yeah, the Raiders look good. Curtis Scott looked good. The other centre, I can't remember his name. He was sharp. Oh, Christian. Um, uh, Crisp. Yeah, um, Jordan Raffner, smart play with the off the kickoff with Luke Brooks, dragging him wide. But there's not all dark signs for the Tigers there. They have potential. The little, the, um, B, oh, jo, BJ. Um, Luciano, like, Lua, they're going to be a handful for any defensive um, edge to deal with. Um, yeah, it was, Tigers don't look too bad. No, they weren't. They weren't the worst. Like in all fairness, like Moses Embi is not their six though. They they need Adam Dewey there. I think Moses really slips out of the seventeen somehow. Even though he is a Queensland player, I I just don't know. Tom was He's good. a victim of his own. Yeah, like utility, being a utility and slotting yeah. in where he is. But however, there is better players in the squad. Like yeah. you're not going to take Dane Laurie's spot at fullback. Adam Dewey's going to come back and take a half spot with Luke yeah. Brooks. You're not taking Jay, um, James Roberts in the centre or no. Anything. You're not. You're not. T- you're not replacing the most electrifying bloke who could break a game for Moses Zambai. Yeah. Unfor- unfortunately, he's been a fantastic player and he's still going to be there, which is fine. But yeah, the the Tigers, they were very hit and miss today with a few things. Raiders, to their credit, they took all their opportunities and played really well. Feel good story of the day, Ryan James coming back after close to 700 games out after two back-to-back ACL injuries. Try try for the new club and showed it too. Like, he was absolutely pumped for it. Yeah. A bit unfair. He was a victim of um, the Titans spending 
good not to, good to finish his career there, but good on him. And you want to cover this last game because I refuse to watch because I. <laughs> <laughs> I watch The Office instead. <laughs> I put it on in the background. I, I, I knew it was going to be a bit of a slugfest, but it actually turned into a, an all right game. Uh, so it was a home game for St. George. However, this will be the home stadium for both of them during the year. So Jubilee Stadium, the Dragons 18, Sharks 32. You know what? It was It was a shit weather conditions game. It was pissing down there. Like sharks, they they punched out to an early lead, and we thought I thought that the sharks were gonna like make the dragons look worse than the dra- uh, than the sea eagles. But to their credit, the dragons did come back. Um, they got stuff with a call, uh, which sort of killed them both because it got refused to try. Like they awarded the try, and then it got pulled back for the new bunker rule. But then the next thing, it got disallowed and the bloke that scored it went off with an Achilles injury, I'm pretty sure. Oh, Cody Ramsey. So they were gone. And that just took the wind oh, out of their sails. Achilles, that young winger. Yeah. He, he, and from first look, it looked like Achilles. I could be wrong. Don't quote me. But from that point on, it was just all sharks because as, like they scored. They went 47th minute, 53rd minute, and then they scored again around the 56th, 60th minute. That got disallowed and then it went shark 62nd, William Kennedy in the 65th. They scored a consolation, but then Aaron Woods, of all bloody people, scored the last try of the game. So, I think Will Kennedy's Queenslander. I think we've had this um, discussion. I don't think he is. No, we had Scott Drinkwater. We had it. Uh, well, yeah, we could find out. But, think, um, yeah, think, so but Sharks yeah, looked okay. Yeah, Sharks weren't like Sharks were playing the Dragons. Like that first 30 to 40 minutes for the Dragons was pretty calamitous. Like, like some of the errors you see in under eights, it's really it was really really bad, and like the conditions weren't good, but it was simple things like catching a ball, or just actually being a like a normal football player. Like it was just ridiculous. Uh, Matt Dufty did score a pretty sick runaway try, as he tends to do. It was also funny that uh, uh, <laughs> he got taken off for a HIAA, and then he scored this massive try in the halftime break. Fox NRL calling him a rising star. He debuted in twenty seventeen. So, rising star uh, Matt Dufty alongside young Matt Moyland. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, so but, yeah, good. footy was back. Yeah, footy's back. Good book. Good so, first round. Um, shall we get into the new segment of good, good, the good, the bad, the ugly? I think, I think we will. I think, like, for this Sunday wrap, it might be good just to pick and choose, like, certain things we spotted during the week. The weekend, essentially. Like, not really, like, a bit lighthearted, hey? Yeah, a bit lighthearted, but one of my things I've got to say. Yeah. Well, yeah. How, about, how about you lead us off, mate? What's the good What's the good I'll of the weekend for like you? Good would be um, probably just footy back in general. <laughs> uh, it's just good to see. It was really good just to be back, like, to watch, just to be able to watch a sport, like, as much as I like watching NBA, NHL and stuff, I just can't really immerse myself into it. Yeah, no, and I can see that. Oh, and it was so good to be back drinking beers and the, drinking flat beers out of plastic cups, <laughs> eating hot dogs and trying not to spill the mustard on you. Just the smell of freshly cut grass. Oh, <laughs> it was just real, it was so nice to be back at live footy. And I'm looking forward to going around four at Amy Park against the Storm, which... <laughs> 
Oh god, it could get really ugly. But I'm, I'm ready. I'm ready for any arguments uh, any Melbourne fan wants to have. You know what? I'm I'm keeping the faith with the boys with that one. So is that the only yeah. thing? That was the only good thing for you. Anything else? Um, good thing was probably getting me um same game multi with the Roosters. <laughs> About time those pricks from Bondi doing me favors for once. Yangus Crichton, Brett Morris double, and um two plus tries and. The over and then covering the point spread. Should have mentioned that too. Like Brett Morris went to outright fourth in try scoring for the NRL. He overtook Ed- Edric. Scored 300, 300 tries as a combination. Incredible, isn't it? Like, yeah, he went fourth yeah. outright. He overtook ET, which is like ET. If anybody sees him like play in the early nineties, he was one of the best centers going around. He was untouchable. Yeah, and then yeah, Josh Morris scoring the last try and getting his hundred and fiftieth. Like that's a hell of a like that's a hell of a career. Like they they should go into the Hall of Fame together. Slippery sons. Yeah, but yeah. Anything else? Any other points of the of the weekend? Um, it was good to see Anthony Milford got his game back. If, in it, it, it was good, wasn't it? Like that running play, like he obviously bombed it. Like no, well, actually, we skipped over that completely, but that's all right. Yeah, um, we're as positive vibes are this week. For the we are, yeah. No, I'm being nice to Brody Croft. It's fine. Yeah. Um, yeah, but yeah, Mil- Milf being back that running game. Once he spots a gap and he's away, that's good. He's got speed there now on the outside backs with Herbie and bloody Tessie, so it's good. He's even he's, even his like attack and kicking game was back. That's something we haven't seen for a couple of years. Yeah, well, I think. <laughs> I think in contract year, if Croft's going to stay out of the road, I think it'll be fine. But I really hope Croft gets dropped for bloody Dearden. Like, if we don't have, if we don't re-sign Dearden, he goes off to be the next best halfback in a decent club. I'm going to be very upset. Yeah. So uh, what was your good this week? I got a, I got a few. Like, life footy is always sick to go to. Um, Suncorp on a Friday night is one of those atmospheres you just can't describe. So that was always a good thing. Obviously, the result killed me, but is what it is. A couple of other good things. It was good to see, like Ryan James be back. That was one of my biggest ones. Like the bloke yeah, is a genuine, cool. genuine nice guy. Like to being one of the like close to foundation players for the Titans. He's a Gold Coast junior. He played at Belamble, who I played against, and that club's a very proud club down there. To coming back after two major ACLs, be, obviously being punted from the Titans, which is. Whatever it is, obviously they went for yeah. youth overwoods, but they come back in a game with a new club, score a try, and even in the pregame, like the pregame for Fox was basically interviewing him about his ACL, his June, like he grew up following the Raiders, so it's like a dream come true for him to play. He gets emotion, he got emotional about like coming back because his kids are like, like his youngest fella hadn't apparently seen him play, like because it has been that long. Oh, yeah, so like it's like it's a very feel good story. Like it, yeah, it was fantastic to see. Uh, a good too. Brisbane are the best Queensland team at the moment. All teams lost, but we had the we're best back. points, so we're back. We're not we're not the bottom of the table. We're good. Uh, <laughs> um, small victories. Yeah, small victories, mate. That's it. Uh, other than that, like the like next week's gonna even be better for me up here in Brisbane because the Q Cup's back. Like that's gonna be fantastic. Yeah. Go to Davies Park First and watch a bit. The Pacific Highway Derby's on. M1, yeah. We got the old... Uh, yeah. So that'll be good. It'll be good. David Fafita revenge game. We'll talk about that on our Thursday show, which will be good. Um, other than that, yeah. Q Cup's back next week. Carmichael Hunt's back in the league. He'll be playing for South. So I'll be at Davies Park probably next week, which will uh, be so I, I good. Was calling for, I was calling for him to um, get back on the Broncos Saturday morning. Oh... Oh, let's see. Let's see how the injury toll goes. Let him fuck. Let him kamikaze run it back. Just let him. Uh, 
I, hon- lock. I honestly don't think that 32 or 33 year old Carmichael Hunt will be kamikazing like he did in the old days, mate. Unfortunately. Oh, he will. He he'll pull on the maroon and gold and see that pride back in, in it. <laughs> that was the old goosey. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but other than that, no. It like like you said, footy's back. Like it's always a good time with the footy this on the box. Good. It's it's just a good feeling. Like it's good. It's going to get cooler. Like you know, summer's on the way out. It's good. Like we're all good. Um, so what's your all bad for the week? Manly, unfortunately. Like, like there's no much bad about it. Um, we talked about it in oh. the in the review, but just like there's no like no no recognised hooker. Like they really they put all their eggs in their basket for Manasi Finu, and that has not like eventuated at all. No go forward. Like they signed Alloway from the West Tigers, and he proved not to be any good. Like they picked up Andrew Davey, who's been like a solid like bench. Like he could end up in the starting side. He's that good. But no go forward in the forwards. Their backs aren't like the best. Like with no Tarovic, you got Dylan Walker at the back too. He's not a recognised fullback. He's basically a stopgap until he comes back. And even then, you're not banking on Tommy Turbo to be healthy. Like yeah, he's and he'll and I reckon he'll end up playing more games for New South Wales because Freddie has a hard on him for hard on for him than Manly. Like to be honest, like he'll come back, play two games, get picked for Origin, play it, get injured, then be out for ten weeks. Like I've it's, got a, yeah, I've just got I've got a weird take that um I think the Travoyevich I think Manly spent too much money keeping Travoyevich brothers together. Yeah, well, and they're going to pay for it. Jake's not good. That's my take. Like. He will tackle the house down. That's good. And he, he provides a little bit of ball playing. But they were talking about putting him at the nine yesterday. That's how dire they are. Jesus. Yeah. Like, it's not... It's bad. It's it's really, really bad. Jake Travojevic is a handy footballer, but he's turning into Josh Jackson in a way. Like, that's how I see it. And I, I love Josh Jackson when he was play, like at his peak. But he's on that on that level now, unfortunately. And, I, and you're right. I think... For the amount of money that Tom Tarovich has got out of the brothers, like he's got majority of that Him, deal. Jake and um, Daily Cherry has taken a good chunk of a salary cap up. Yeah, well, that, but that's bad. That's just how it is with long contracts. Like ten year okay. contracts in the NRL aren't a good thing. The maximum for me, I'd say, is three. It gives them a good base. Like, yeah. you're like you got to be smart about these things. If players want longer contracts, and that's all power to them, but they've got to provide consistency and effort. But yeah. it is what it is. Like. I joked with you about Adam Reynolds with Benji Marshall, but the last thing on his mind should be locking down a, like a longer term contract. He should be looking for a shorter thing. Yeah, but like you've got to provide the results. Like he may have been upset with Cooper Cronk's like comments, literally about him not providing in those three prelims. Like he's the leader of that team, but it got shown out on Friday on Thursday evening. But yeah, other than that, I'm mate, sure. there's not too much bad like. The Titans weren't that good. I won't give them bad. Like, oh, I just really, really, I just can't pick it, eh? But anyway, what's your bad? Um, the Melbourne Storm fans in general. Oh, my first one was um, the booing of Latrell Mitchell in the first half. I think I messaged you saying they're booing Latrell, and right. you said I heard that on TV. Yeah. But that was after the first one, which is normal for a thing. But after that, every time he seemed to touch the ball within the first half, there was a loud boo from the crowd. And, yeah, it was um, 
And then you had a couple of Gronk idiot fans abusing him. And I did hear one racial slur. And I was like, for, for a city that's got next door, you got Collingwood, who at the moment are struggling with a bloody racism um, round. Yeah. Racism round. Then you have the Adams Goods thing. You'd think, like, you think Tom, oh, you just think you just learn after a while. Like, there's no sp- place in sport for racism at all. Well, there's no spot for racism, period, in society because in the age age that we live in with technology, with smartphones and security and just general, like, like respect in the world, essentially, between decent humans, people get found out. Like, it just makes... Like, there's no point. Like, there's literally, literally no point. And then... um, You're only doing yourself a disservice, really. Yeah, and my other bad is the education of Melbourne Storm fans to the rules and um, tactics of a game. Oh, I had an uh, English couple sitting behind me who thought every time Ryan Pappenhausen was going to get the ball from a kick return, he was only one step away from scoring a 90-metre try. <laughs> well, he has got the speed Even to do it. when I'm sitting behind the goal – I was sitting behind the goalpost and anyone with half a brain can see how a defensive team lines up in a kick – you try to hook him in, and this guy goes, "Oh, if he caught that ball cleanly, he was gone for the all money." I was, just, and then I, like, <laughs> later on, later on in the game was probably the most stupidest. Thing. The storm boards are out on their feet, and everyone knows first three hit ups is your backs and centers. Yeah. Um, this guy goes, "How about you lazy run back? We don't pay you. To pay, we don't pay you to just sit there on the twenty meter line." I was like. Mate, these boys are carrying a hundred plus, hundred twenty kilos plus. Yeah, it's first game back. It's slightly humid. I'd love to see your Weasley fucking seventy kilo ass run around and get hit. Feed him, Nathan. Yeah, feed him. Oh, just give me a fan, like, and then just like when to- George Bird just went down and he was down for a good two minutes. His fucking idiot partner. Oh, get up, you Sally. You didn't even get hit that hard. Yeah, I was like, oh. Oh. Like this guy, Melbourne. Every time I go, I learn. They shock me with the the markers not on side. The um, oh, every time someone high tackles a Melbourne Storm fan, off Sydney. That's not part of the game. <laughs> fucking hell! Uh, no, I'd love for them to come to Brisbane. I really would because they just get the fucking they just get annihilated by just a, a novice rugby league fan. Yeah, I can. I can sort of relate on, from, from, on Friday night. There wasn't to that scale, but it was just <laughs> this lady's just up up the referees all night when Brisbane weren't getting any calls, which they, like they weren't, but like these calls were for Parramatta essentially. So, oh, but just, it was just like just just really you hear it in the background and you just like sort of smirk a little bit and try not to look at the imbecile that they are. But I anyway. did think my, one of my funny parts of the game was I think I put it up on our socials a guy who was sitting three rows from the front. Spent eighty percent of the time watching the game on the big screen so oh. rather than watching the game in front of him. Oh Jesus! Turn around. There's more effort to turn around and watch the big screen than it is to like put glasses on and watch the game from the sideline. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. It's just the the common fan, like the common fan that does go to a game that's a little bit unsure about the rules, but think they know. It's just like the confidence level is just fantastic. Like oh, that's off to an AFL game down here. All you hear is ball. That's all everyone knows. Ball. Just 
That ball. So, so when I come down, that's what we're doing. Ball. We'll just yell oh, ball. Just yell out ball. Fantastic. 100%. That's all they do with everybody. The storm games. Ball. Guys, <laughs> wrong spot. Uh, but yeah, uh, what's your RIP for the week? Uh, I think we talked about the whole racism thing with crowd, but a bit of a faux pas by the NRL digital team after Junior Paulo's try. That was a bit ugly. I don't know what if you saw there? that. Uh, so it was a picture of Junior Paulo, and I, I get the sentiment, and I understand what they were trying to do. But you're saying Junior with the gorilla emoji? Oh. Yeah, like it, 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 it stayed up for a good hour, and holy shit, the cancel police were out in force. Oh, mate, don't worry. They've been down my throat all weekend, but I'll, that's for another time. Yeah, but like they left it up for an hour, similar to the old uh, Chad Townsend, who's going to win the uh, the game tonight, the Indigenous All-Stars or the Aboriginal he All-Stars. Like uh, saying it was a spelling mistake. Yeah. Yeah, dickhead. No. No, but yeah, like, like it's just a faux pas. The other one was – the other ugly probably was um, the new rules. Like – Oh yeah, you're not a big fan of this either. I get what they're trying to do. They're trying to speed up the game. However, you've got to have natural stoppages in the game. You got to have like you got to give the players a bit of breathing like breathing room essentially. The scrums I can deal with because it's all it is is just putting a play the ball or a tap in the center of the field. Like that's fine, but the six again rule where if a Team blatantly does a professional foul and the ref gives you six again. You've got to pick where you are on the field to actually like do it. The prime example, and this is no bias because it is Brisbane. The Broncos, what happened? So, yeah. Pa- Parramatta were giving away fouls after. <coughs> they were in the field. They were after foul mm. and a no simbin in. But in doing that, they were expending the energy of the forwards who were spent. Yeah, and they had Brisbane pinned in the ten, which most likely would have got it. Got, exhaustion would have caved in, and then um, they would have had a mistake. Handling error. Yeah. yeah, mistake. See, that's the thing. And like, I like the idea of the six again rule. Don't get me wrong, but you need to half. you need to be smart about it. Yeah, within the first attack, if you're coming out after a kick in the late of the game, the last thing you want is a fucking six again when your forwards are still coming back. What you want is a penalty to kick out. That way you get field position. It's giving the defensive side basically an advantage because Parramatta within, they were within seven and a half metres. They could set the defensive line every time. It was a skinny, it was a skinny skinny bloody 10 metres, that's for sure. Oh, mate. I I think Regal, Ryan Madison and Regal Campbell Gillard were basically at five metres at one point, I reckon. Yeah. Because they were... By the time that ball came from Turpin, and he had a great delivery on Friday night, we didn't mention that. No, but his uh, by the time he delivered the ball to Croft or uh, Milford, Campbell Gillard was basically breathing down Milford's throat. Yeah, like and you're always going to have that in games. However, I think the simple solution is if you keep the six again rule, if you're within the first, like from the tri- opposition try line to your thirty, essentially working the way out, immediate penalty if it's yeah. a prof- if it's a penalty, you don't pull six again until you get to midfield. And then from midfield onwards, from about your 50 into... It works into the attacking team's favour. Yeah, exactly. And the that team's way, on their back foot. Also, in a tight game, 
what happens if a team wants the two points? If they call six again, you got to be yeah. they got to be smart about it in a way. You, that that to me would be the trickiest part because you can then look at like say the captain or a, a player that's acting captain. You look at them and you're about to wave six again, but then they've they way that they said no, we want the points. At least then yeah. they all right, we know it's a penalty. Bang. There you go. Well, Shot a goal. Like it's like that's what's always going to happen. For, for me, the six against is now breeding a pro. Like every like rugby league's now becoming just one body shape for me. Mm. You got to be a hundred kilos and run like the wind. Yeah. Good luck to you. Like yeah, and that that's well, like it, that's that comes down to now like even grassroots level. Like mm. guys like me or you can't don't fit into a thing because we're not. 100 kilos run like the wind. Mate, I fit into a team. It's just the water boy. That's how good, yeah. that's, that's how I'm going to fit into any and side I fit these into days. One, I fitted one game in Caratha at lock <laughs> at 85 kilos. <laughs> like, I loved it because I'm just mad, I'm as mad as a cut steak when I get onto a sporting field. But it's just, I shouldn't, someone at my height, my weight shouldn't be playing lock. I should be either a wing. Maybe center or possibly a uh, hooker. <laughs> but yeah, like it also with that six again rule and less stoppages. The last twenty minutes of games, like it was evident on the in the Super Saturday, besides the Roosters absolutely being monsters that they are. Like it's Andrew just Harris. it's just mud. Like you like players look like they're running through sand, quicksand, mud, whatever you want to call it. It's just sloppy. I'm still giving it a couple of weeks, and I reckon they'll they'll can these because I'm, it'll it'll end up I'm being a fan more. Of the new video referee thing, the only the one replay. Yeah, I can deal with that, especially if they the coming back after the bunker saying, "Hang on, you've awarded it, but we want to check it again." And then, like it happened in the Raiders game today. Yeah, like that. Like they took that off, and which like you can understand why because of the blatant the Pappenhausen second Pappenhausen try. I said for me when I was live, it didn't look like he grounded it. it with control. Yeah, but they like they looked at it again and said he's got some sort of control on the ball before he loses it. So yeah. that's that's a good way to do it. But it is like that's quicker. That's fine. One thing also with that is if they score a try like they did this afternoon with the Raiders and they co- pull it back, the time doesn't get reset to whatever time that was. That time's lost. Oh really? Yeah, I only found that out late. So did you? You did your ugly? No, I'm done my ugly. So. Um my ugly would be Channel 9's choice. Like, I've nothing against Sonny Bill Williams. Channel 9's choice in um, their rugby league commentary. Sonny Bill Williams, great player, great personality, but I don't think he has the tactical nous to compete, to bring to a commentary um, panel. Yeah. No, that's fair. Like, I think it's a good get for Channel 9 because has he also doing stand sport? He's doing the rugby. Yeah. Yeah. So, so I'm like, supposed to double combo, but you can just like, they're so far, like even as ha-ha as Brian Fletcher is. Brian Fletcher is actually quite good at he's not, with the game. He's knowledgeable, yeah. Yeah, Nathan Highmarsh as the same, but they but it, all can talk, sit there and have a genuine discussion with their, without a bias on, a, on the Matty Johns show on a Sunday night. Yeah. I, I honestly think the best way for either Channel 9, like I think the best thing to happen for Channel 9 and Fox is the new a new TV deal coming up in the next couple of years That's where just it, one it just goes. Umbrella. It's either one umbrella. Still, still is the only one you start keep from the Channel 9 team. 
Yeah, no, I could agree with that. I could probably keep like Matt Thompson or um Pesaltas as the lead callers. At least then you got some like variety besides Dan Ganane who yells you, at the, he yells you, at the fucking Tom TV. Thurston you can probably keep as well. No, I don't rate Thurston as an analyst or a commentator. Unfortunately, his Queensland assistant coach got announced last week as hey. well as Neil Henry. Nice, missed that. Yeah, yeah. very nice. Very designed for that, which is good. But, um, yeah, like the Cooper Cronk analogy analysis of um. Friday night's game, that's up there. Him and Mike, Mick Ennis, like as much as Mick Ennis, I didn't think it would have a rugby league grade. He's, he's switched he's, on, dude. He's very switched on. And you feel sorry for Corey Parker after the – um. Sw- Can we call that ugly? No, no, I wouldn't call that ugly. I call that <laughs> fucking br- – Every bloke that came into the shot of that camera was looser than the last bloke. It was the best. It <laughs> was fan-fucking-tastic. He had the phone and then he's grabbing the microphone at the same time. God help God help the, uh, um, the editors at Fox Sports in the um, truck if he got the microphone. Oh, no. It was it, it was pretty funny. But there was I'd a love co- to see Michael Ennis at a um, Suncorp Stadium cross. He, I don't think he'd walk out with the, his shirt on his back. No, he'd be choked by his tie. Yeah. <laughs> um, but <laughs> there's a video of that sl- in slow motion on Twitter. It's probably the funniest thing Mate. ever. Magic uh, round could. Be, I would love to be up for magic round. I'm even. To- I'm trying to convince myself. Could I do it? Yeah, I haven't got tickets as of yet, and I don't know if I will do magic round this with everything that's happening in my personal life this year. I might be pushing it a fair bit. But anyway, mate, that's round one. Um, other How than that, I went five for eight. So I, I, I missed four from eight. So not a good. No, I, I got to stop betting. I got to stop tipping Queensland. <laughs> Middle of the road, mate. That's all it is. So I got. I got. I got um, Nick from work goes, mate. You're the most biased Queensland person in history. I was like, I oh, know. Yeah, I can't help myself. Oh, it's fine. Um, I had an argument with two boys. I'm black and blue that the Cowboys were going to cover the spread. <laughs> oh God, that 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 never happened. Yeah. But, mate, round one is done and dusted. We'll be back on Thursday to do uh, round two preview. Try and catch up on some other sports. There wasn't too much else happening in the sports world this week. Uh, Bryson DeChambeau and Lee Westwood are in the final pairing again for this week's golf tournament. The Players' Championship. Ridiculous. Oh, Dustin, oh, the best thing from that was Dustin Johnson hitting off the tee on the 17th, the picture at 17th, the float in Ireland, and he hit in hitting the cup. Um, ball hit the cup and bounce, hit the pin and bounced out into the water <sighs> for an automatic. So he was hitting for three for his um, second shot. Oh, ridiculous. Sort of like, um, I can't remember pronounce oh, his name. Oh, he had 11 the other day. Yeah, Byung, Byung Son or whatever his name is. Oh. Yeah, it's he like, he, playing, just, he, he just proved the amateur. Part, if you're playing with your mates, that's just a scratch, eh? Oh, shit, yeah. Just, just, just can it. It's future, fine. Future golf comp. What's the mate? Eight. Yeah, we're not even going to worry about it today, mate. But yeah, we'll be back on Thursday for the round two preview. We'll cover a bit more sport that's happened during that time. Thanks again to everybody that has tuned in. We will be, yeah, we'll be back on Thursday. If you haven't subscribed already, you can do so on Apple or wherever you get your podcasts from. That's Google, Spotify, Amazon, wherever you get it, we are there. But, mate, hell of a weekend. I'm ready for a bit of a kip. I watched nearly eight games of football. So any final remarks? Um, nothing much. Let's just looking forward to round two in a couple of days. Yeah, it's going to be good. We've got a couple of derbies up next week, so that'll be good to talk about. So thanks again for tuning in, guys. We will speak to you in the next couple of days. Say goodbye, Coonsie. See you guys and stay safe. Thanks again, guys. We'll talk to you in a couple of days.